Welcome to the Tortoise Quick Take Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, a senior member of Tortoise provides a timely update on trending topics in the market. Hello, I'm Matt Salee, Energy Portfolio Manager at Tortoise. As I sat on the tarmac the Sunday before last, waiting for my flight to take off, I was thinking it would be a good week. I read the news that at the G20, not only had Saudi Arabia and Russia agreed a production cut was needed, but also the U.S. and China had agreed to freeze any additional tariffs. Equity futures were up big and oil was up even more. And we did get follow through on Monday, but that quickly fell apart Tuesday and beyond as concerns surfaced about how solid the trade deal was and fear was further accelerated by the arrest of Huawei CFO for violations of the Iran sanctions. The fact that OPEC's official meeting was happening on Thursday didn't help things as contradicting leaks were flowing out leading up to the meeting on if and how much of a cut would occur. Add it all up and the S&P 500 was down nearly 5% last week. Ouch. Thanks to the fact that OPEC did indeed announce a nice cut, energy performed better, down 3%, and midstream was defensive as it should be, down only 1%. Before I move on, I'd like to add a special thanks to Jacob Tobler, who performed a YouTube search to ensure I pronounced Huawei correctly. And Jacob and I weren't alone. The How to Pronounce Huawei video had been viewed millions of times. Go figure. Moving on, along with improving our foreign language skills, we spent much of last week in New York where multiple events were happening, including the Marathon Investor Day, the Wells Energy Conference, and Morgan Stanley's Clean Energy Conference. I'll quickly hit the highlights. At the Investor Day, Marathon increased its synergy guidance from the Endeavor merger to $1.4 billion from the initial $1 billion after it was able to do a deeper dive, bottoms-up analysis post-close. MPLX put out 2019 and 2020 guidance, which were nicely above estimates, and ANDX reiterated previous guidance, both a positive in our view. Additionally, they continue to have a positive outlook on Northeast volumes and will make it a priority to expand their Permian business, including downstream to NGL infrastructure. And interestingly, for the first time, Marathon's CEO said they are considering buybacks of MPLX stock. I think that would send a positive signal to the market on the disconnect between current valuation and future profit outlook. Shifting to the Wells Energy Conference, where our team had over 25 one-on-one meetings with the management teams of our portfolio companies, the main takeaway was capital efficiency. While there is still significant midstream investment needed to transport a combination of record supply, demand, and exports, pipelines are looking to minimize the capital to satisfy customer needs. Just one example is the potential consolidation of two competing Permian crude export lines, which was discussed by a few of the companies involved. If combined, the project would be owned by six different midstream companies and would go a long way to easing concerns that too much capacity is being built out of the basin. In fact, multiple owners sponsor the vast majority of new gas, crude, and NGL lines from the basin. However, I should add that a potential overbuild of NGL fractionation capacity remains a topical concern. In a related theme, for the first time in a midstream conference, the topics of buybacks came up in several conversations. I'm somewhat skeptical the space will see widespread buybacks, but it certainly makes sense in some situations. Kinder Morgan is currently executing on a $2 billion buyback program, and Enterprise Planes and MPLX all have publicly indicated they're open to buybacks. And of course, there was lots of discussion on OPEC and oil price weakness. 
However, the silver lining is the midstream companies have significantly delevered, increased coverage, and we're in the bottom of the ninth inning on simplifications. The bottom line is the space is much more resilient than a few years ago if oil falls below the $50 range. For more on that OPEC decision, please refer to Rob Thummel's special podcast released Friday, which is on our website. Finally, at the Morgan Stanley Clean Energy Symposium, topics discussed included the enormous shift from coal to gas and the benefit that it's had on CO2 emissions, as well as the future benefit from wider adoption of gas over coal and oil. On this topic, presenters stated that if all coal consumed switched to LNG, that alone would reduce total global CO2 emissions by 16%. This would single-handedly accomplish about a third of the UN's Climate Change Panel 2050 emission goal. Obviously, solar and wind will likely be a key contributor, too, and there was a lot of discussion on how remarkable cost reductions have been in recent years, and that, along with federal tax credits, have made these sources cost-competitive with gas generation and superior to coal-fired power generation. As you would expect, there was tons more covered at all these meetings, but those were the highlights. I'll finish up with a fun fact that the Department of Energy's weekly inventory report last week showed the U.S. was a net exporter of crude refined products for the first time in 75 years. So while stock prices certainly aren't reflecting it, there really are some special things happening in U.S. energy. I'll leave it there. Thanks. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned for our next guest. Have topics you want covered or other feedback to share? Write us at info at tortoiseadvisors.com. Nothing contained in this communication constitutes tax, legal, or investment advice. Investors must consult their tax advisor or legal counsel for advice and information concerning their particular situation. This podcast contains certain statements that may include forward-looking statements. All statements other than statements of historical fact included herein are forward-looking statements. Although Tortoise believes that the expectations reflected in these forward-looking statements are reasonable, they do involve assumptions, risks, and uncertainties, and these expectations may prove to be incorrect. Actual events could differ materially from those anticipated in these forward-looking statements as a result of a variety of factors. You should not place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements. This podcast reflects our views and opinions as of the date herein, which are subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions we disclaim any responsibility to update these views. These views should not be relied on as investment advice or an indication of trading intention. Discussion or analysis of any specific company-related news or investment sectors are meant primarily as a result of recent newsworthy events surrounding those companies or by way of providing updates on certain sectors of the market. Tortoise, through its family of registered investment advisors, does provide investment advice to Tortoise-related funds and others that includes investment into those sectors or companies discussed in these podcasts. As a result, Tortoise does stand to beneficially profit from any rise in value from many of the companies mentioned herein, including companies within the investment sectors broadly discussed.